and welcome back to the Financial Success Show. As always, I am your host, Jeff Eady. We are here live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Kirk is giving me the dirtiest look ever because I have my sunglasses yes. on today. Paul McCowan is in the house. I will reveal uh, the fight from last week. We announced uh, that I had the Cabbage Town Festival fight. I did not win. Wow, yeah, I have one like heck it. of a shiner. Nice <laughs> <laughs> black eye there, bud. Uh, you know what? I'm proud of this. Kid. I earned it. Two, two years of hard work and getting my ass You did. I was a... there, and I saw you. Uh... That guy was a monster. Oof, that guy was big. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, in the 80s movies where you see the ba- uh, uh, like Chuck Norris would take on like all the little guys. Yeah, And the was. big guy yeah. walks in at yeah. the end. I skipped all the little guys and just went for the big guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I, I feel good. I, I, I'm rested. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for today's show. Woo! As always, we have our client relations manager. A uh, heck of a nice guy. The youngster, Junior. Junior. Captain Kirk, how you doing today, buddy? Uh, feeling a little under the weather, but I'm doing all right. Yeah, you got yeah. that uh, kind of sexy phone voice I out do, there. yes. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, don't do that. That creeps me out. Hello. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> today I have a very special guest, somebody I am very privileged to know. I don't get to hang out with him enough. It's been, uh, oh gosh, probably two years since I've seen him, but uh, we do touch base every now and again. Uh, I met him through uh, some of the real estate meetup groups that I am and have been a part of in the past. Uh, he is a realtor, uh, mentor, author, coach, uh, rent-to-own expert, um, expert in the, I guess that would be the east side of uh, Toronto, the GTA. It's quite a resume. Yeah, um, and he's got a really interesting story how he got into it as well. Uh, before, without any further ado, author of the Smart Guide to Real Estate, I have the rent-to-own book in my hand. Uh, he's also done the Smart Guide to Real Estate, Tenant Screening Made Easy, a super, super handy thing for investors. Please welcome to the show, uh, Gary Hibbert. Gary, how you doing today? I am great. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. You know, that intro made me seem a lot cooler than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Jeff think that's do possible. That. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I, I now, if we can just come up with an intro that makes Kirk seem a little cooler. And shot one fire across the bow. <laughs> so Gary, hey. um, yeah. people don't know who you are necessarily within our group of people. I know who you are. I know what a, a superstar you are, and some of the stuff that you're running to help other people understand and educate them within the real estate world and and take control of the money. Could you fill our guests in a little bit about how you got started and what you're doing and, and what it is you do now? Yeah, sure. So let me kind of. I'll go through it. Give me about maybe say four or five minutes. I'll kind of give you like a nice little story of, of who I am, how I got started, um, and, and, and what I do today. So right today, I am a real estate agent. Um, I'm also a real estate investor, and I do um, help coach, mentor uh, investors who are looking to get into the real estate game. Um, so let's back up now. So I started uh, back in around 2008. That was when I bought my first investment property. But before that happened, I was working uh, at TD Bank. Uh, I was an IT manager. Um, I enjoyed my job. You know, I didn't have any issues with it. The only problem was that it wasn't going to get me to where I really wanted to get to. Um, and, uh, and there was one particular day. Um, and if you guys remember back in 2008 as well, too, when that whole financial crisis happened, <laughs> um, it, it really took, um, you know, the U.S. by storm. It really, really beat those guys up a lot south of the border. But in Canada, our, our market kind of just went a little bit more like flatline. Yeah, uh, that was the year I decided to jump in. But um, there was one particular day I I went into work at TD Bank, and even though our our market didn't take that big of a hit, our jobs did, right? Um, at least at TD. Mm-hmm. So I go into work one day, and I'll never forget this day. We, we call it Black Monday. So I sat down in my cube cubicle, um, just like any. Uh, ordinary day and uh one of my co-workers got called into the office um a couple minutes went by he came out and the look on his face was uh was enough to uh to scare the shit out of me (laughs) and and, uh, essentially he was uh he was getting let go and from nine o'clock that morning until around 4 p.m that uh, that evening people were just getting called in that office and getting let go. And I swear that whole day, I started banging that keyboard as hard as I could because I thought, well, maybe if I look like I'm working really hard, they, they may keep me, <laughs> right? But uh, anyways, four o'clock rolls around. 
the manager comes out and he goes, okay, listen, guys, that's it. We're not letting go of anybody else anymore. We're good. Or well, for at least for that day anyways. And, uh, and I remember driving home that day and, and I said to myself, never again will I allow somebody to be in control of my financial freedom or future. And, uh, and that day pretty much kind of changed my life. The only problem was that back then I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I had no clue. So I started doing a whole bunch of different uh, ideas. And so I started this tea company that didn't work. Um, there was maybe about four or five different businesses. I got into stock markets. I got into Forex trading, selling currencies. And I got into commodities, buying wheat, oil, soya beans, all this crazy stuff. And nothing was working. And uh, I was putting myself into some financial difficulties as well while I was doing it. So I ended up having to go into the bank. Um, and I went there because I was like, look, I, I've got all this debt and I've got to get rid of it. I'm thinking what I should do for the third time is take all this debt and throw it into my mortgage. Um, and she's like, yeah, Gary, let's do that. And you know what we're going to do too? We're going to get rid of all your credit cards, all your lines of credits and all your, um, and your, and your HELOC because you obviously don't know how to use uh, credit cards or any kind of form of credit. And I was like, yeah, please do it. They're like, just please. And you worked for the so, bank at the time. And I, yeah, and I worked for the bank. <laughs> now, let me clarify too. I did, I, I was an IT. Okay. So I wasn't in a branch. I wasn't giving people financial advice. <laughs> okay. I was, I was helping fix people's computers. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, so anyways, um, she leaves the office and so I'm in there by myself. And have you guys ever seen that index chart? You know, that one that you see in, you know, uh, when you go into the branch and you're sitting in an office and this big chart and it shows like what the stock markets have done and what interest rates have done and all that. Have you seen those? Not no. that one particular, no. but, but I am familiar with the, like the, I, I know what you're talking about. I just not exactly. That right. Way. Okay. So, so anyways, I looked at that chart. I've seen it a million times. And I, for whatever reason, that particular day, I kind of keyed in on interest rates or sorry, not interest rates, inflation. And I looked at it. So from 1952 at the time, it was like, you know, whatever, 2008, it fluctuated anywhere from two to 3% to as high as 18, 20%. And then I was like, well, okay, well, that averages out to about 5% a year, 4% a year, whatever that number is. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Now, TD Bank, I was making a certain amount of money at the time, probably 80000 But I only got like a $1,500 raise. And then I did the math really quickly. I was in there by myself. And then I realized, like, hold on a second, that, that's a raise of like 1.7%. And then that's when it hit me. I was like, I get it. It's mathematically impossible to get ahead financially by just having a job, which, you know, they call just over broke, J-O-B. <laughs> and that was when I was like, well, if this home has helped bail me out of debt three times, what if I had two or three more homes? And that was when I, that's when I, I did whatever I could to get into real estate. And the first property that I bought was in 2008. Um, and a friend of mine came to me and said, hey, look, my dad's in some difficulty. Do you want to buy the home? And he'll stay there, rent it off of you and his sister's in the basement. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was a very small window in time where you could actually buy uh, real estate with 0% down. So I'm aware I, of it now. I wish I had been aware of it then. I wish <laughs> I had known. Edison, I wish I'd have bought 10 homes that year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so I bought it. Um, here's a problem, though, was that when I was coming with a down payment, because you still had to come with the land transfer tax and, and lawyers and all that. So that worked up to like around $3,500. Guess what? I didn't have the $3,500. Okay. So then I had to go to my friend and I said, listen, how about you JV with me? When you give me 1500, I'll put in 1500 and we'll, um, we'll do this. That looks like we, lost we might have lost Gary. Temporarily. Well, so, yeah. Sorry. Do you guys, can you, can you guys see me? There you oh, are. There you yeah, are. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I had a kind of, had a call coming in there. I just killed it. But, um, <laughs> Busy guy. Uh, he is a busy guy. I don't. I don't think that disturb thing uh, worked. But anyways, um, <laughs> we tried. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyways, um, what ended up happening was I did a joint venture with him. He put in fifteen hundred dollars, and I was able to scrounge up fifteen hundred dollars after a couple of weeks, and you know, put two or three hundred bucks away from my paychecks so on a TD. That's how tight things were for me. Um, and, uh, and 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 ever since then, I never looked back. That's crazy. Um, I mean, the fact that you could join venture on a on a, on a house for fifteen hundred dollars is insane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen your balance sheets, but the fact that you went in ten years from having troubles putting fifteen hundred bucks together and having to, to refinance three times to, I would say you've got a, a small empire happening out there. Yeah, you know what? I've done. I'll say I've done half decently well, um, and 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 part of that I would say I contribute a lot of that success to taking action. Number one. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I just went out there and I, and I did what I could and I learned what I could and I went to the meetup groups and um, all the other uh, gurus out there like Don Campbell, you know, there, there's a whole list of them, um, YouTube videos. I just I just gobbled it up. I just, it was at a point where um, I remember standing at the water cooler talking to one of my friends at TD. I was like, man, I can't wait till I retire. Okay, and then I was like, "Well, hold on a second. I'm I'm just going to wish away 30 years of my life," and that's when I knew things had to change. And and when things start to change, you know, you you really focus on how do I get out of where I am right now, and you're willing, you can be willing to do whatever it takes, and and that's what I did. You know, that's that's absolutely amazing. I I know uh, a lot of the mindset that it takes to do those things. You and I had a, a a lunch shortly after I had the largest financial upset of my life. And, and I know what it takes to come back from that um, spot of, I don't really know what I'm doing to, oh my gosh, I actually got a handle on what's happening. It's, can you uh, shed a little light on, on that decision you made? Cause I, I, you covered it kind of basically there, but when you and I had that lunch, it was the first time I really thought about factoring in inflation to what was happening with my payroll uh, right. at the time. And, and it really, to me, changed a lot of the way I thought about money because most people don't factor that into return on investment, uh, to their pay raises. Can you uh, can you talk a little bit about the mindset you had around that? Yeah. So, so the mindset in regards to what being able to leave TD. Well, not just being able to leave, but to to become aware that that the raise you got that year wasn't equal to inflation, and and how that I mean you and your beautiful wife Darlene had to have that conversation can you tell us a little bit about how that that transpired once you had that realization that that you didn't get the raise that inflation was uh, outpacing your raise yeah I mean I, I would say what also kind of helped to contribute to that as well too is <clears throat> a few years prior to that my brother had actually brought over the secret so I think it's just a combination of everything right so watching the secret kind of thinking well this is just kind of wishful thinking um, but then I kind of circled back and I'm like, well, what if it isn't? What if I maybe do a little bit more investigation into being able to, to manifest um, what it is that I want? And so I started off with, uh, with the whiteboard and I was like, fine, I'm going to write down what it is that I want. Um, and, uh, and so me and Darlene, we sat down put, and, and to this day, I don't know if you can see it or not, but, but there's a whiteboard right behind me. I don't know if you see that. My I chair can see a way. black chair. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but but it's but it's there. And to this day, I continue to write down everything that I, that I want. Um, but you know, back then, the goals that we had was more along the lines of getting out of debt, paying off this credit card, um, you know, and then buying our first investment property. Then. I was like, this is when it really changed for me. Because in one year, we said, okay, let's just dream a little bit bigger. And uh, and I wrote down four investment properties. And I was like, okay, well, if this thing works, then you know, I'll get these four properties. But how am I? It's not even to me at the time when you when you have a limited limited mindset. It was no way I can buy four properties in one year because I just didn't have the money. Okay, and at this time now, the zero downs were gone. You know, so you had to put down twenty percent. Um, so how can it, how can I possibly buy four properties? And at the end of the year, I had four properties. And then that is when my whole entire life truly changed. Because then I understood that I get it. It has nothing to do with money. See, people think that you need the money to be able to buy, buy properties or to be able to do things. It's learning how to attract the money. Yeah. So I became very good at attracting money, um, using other people's money, using the bank's money. And what that ended up doing was that, you know, I put myself in a lot of debt, but here's the key is that understanding the difference between good debt and bad debt. And once I could grasp that and understand that and how to use um, the funds that, that are there, um, it, it's, it's a huge eye opener and it's, it's a life changing um, 
um, factor because then you can really start to, to dream because that is no limit because once you understand that money is not the the limiting factor it's just your your the ability to really see past that and to dream bigger well then you can do what you want that's huge that's uh, huge i want to know is how did you attract the money so how i was able to attract the money was number one one of the things i did in the beginning was and i was We'll, we'll kind of focus on the real estate piece was I was able to find myself really good deals. And so one of the things and, and uh, that Jeff uh, kind of introduced me with was in around rent to home. So I got good at finding uh, tenants that were looking to get into home ownership, but they couldn't because they didn't have the down payment or um, they, they didn't have the credit. Right. So then what I would do is I'd say, okay, no problem. Um, I'm an investor and here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll qualify you based on your income. Um, and at the time, Darlene had gotten her mortgage license. So then she would say, okay, you can qualify for, you know, 350,000, whatever the number was. So they would then go out, they would find the home that they liked. Um, and then once they found it, I would then go and find the investors. Now at the time, I didn't really have a lot of investors. I had a couple that I was working with. Um, and then I would send it out to them. And if they weren't able to purchase that property for that tenant, well, then I would just then send it over to a, a larger investment group and then I would get a referral from it. So that's how I started getting money for, for some of my down payments. Um, and there's um, a really good friend of mine, uh, Stefan Arneo, who taught me this one strategy, which is incredible, is money, people, deal. So I got really good at finding the deal. Um, and then I got really good at finding the people. So the people were the tenants, the deal was the house. And then all I had to do was then just attract the money because I had two out of the three. So once I had the two out of the three, I would then joint venture with some of these investors and I would get 50-50. And here's, and here's why I was able to do the 50-50 is because they're like, well, I'm putting all the money. Why are you getting 50? And it's like, well, I'm bringing in two thirds of the equation. And last time I've seen anybody ever bring in two thirds of the equation and walk away from 50-50 is like a divorce. <laughs> so you're <laughs> <actually> better <deal. laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> You know what, that, that concept, I didn't know you learned that from Stefan Arneo. Uh, that yeah. concept changed my perception of the world dramatically when you and I talked about that. Um, up until that point, I was, I, I was on the other side. Why would anybody want to work with me if I've only got somebody who needs a house or, or if I found a good house? But when you were like, no, 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 the, the investor needs the, the house and, and, and the person. It's like, oh my right. gosh, my whole world opened up after that. So I thank you for passing that on to me. Um, You're you're welcome. And I, I always remember that. That was one of the lunches I would say. I've gone on many lunches and meetings with a lot of investors and uh, people were thinking about getting into it. But that particular meeting um, that I had with you, Jeff, I'll always remember that one because I know that you, you were going through some things at that time. And, 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 and I think you really got something good out of that meeting. And, and so did I as well, too. Right? I think we were able to share information and, uh, and, and move forward with that. Right? So it was good. Yeah, absolutely. You're, um, you know, I, I, I have no problems being candid. I had just lost $100,000. Uh, I was I was desperate. And when I sat down with Gary, I had known that I wanted to, to have lunch with you. You and I had spoken on the phone a couple of times and hadn't met up until that point. Yeah. Um, but as we were sitting there, I was actually in tears explaining my situation. And I was I was completely Remember. heartbroken at the time. Um, it, it was the most difficult thing I've ever been through, aside from losing my mom to cancer. Um, losing the money that I had was, it was devastating. Mm -hmm. But to sit down and have lunch with you and, and learn from you and, and share those ideas and the fact that you, you don't need money to work in real estate, it was mind-blowing to me. And you actually, um, in one of the darker times in my life, opened up the door and shed some light into those dark corners. And I, I very much thank you for that. You're um, welcome. Thank you. You know, I, anybody that knows me, I, I, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to stuff like that. But there aren't many guys that I've sat in, in front of that I just met and <laughs> shared a couple <laughs> of tears over a bowl of soup. You know what I mean? But uh, I still owe you that lunch. And we got one booked. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and things are much better now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you gave me that day uh, your book on, on rent owns. And that was 
huge for me to understand how that worked. And, and I did definitely uh, put a good foot forward trying to do that, but I ended up getting into private lending, uh, as you know. And uh, right. we, we did actually just open Black Thorn Mortgages and investing as of last week. Yes, we did. But uh, thank That's you huge. very much. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Tilger. Do you know Jonathan? I don't. He, he used to own a, uh, a co-own a franchise of Dominion Lending. Uh, he came aboard as our broker partner. Um, he, uh, he's been amazing to work with so far. I, I love working with him. He's just one of those really good people that's just like, oh, you got an idea? I like it. Let's go forward with it. Uh, it's great to be around people who are just yes people. You know what I mean? Not the, not the yes and like just saying yes no matter what, but people are like, hey, that's an idea. Let's go for it and see how far we can get. Yeah. But uh, um, on the topic of rent-to-own, for me at the time, it seemed like a very, um, I don't want to say easy, but simple way to get started into the real estate investing world and, and trying to find investors and deals and all that. Yeah. Um, you've said you've stepped away from rent-to-own a little, though. What are you, uh, what are you working on now? Yeah, so I, I, I want to say I've stepped away from it. I, I still am doing rent-to-own. Um, but, um, but, but I've moved more because see, here's the thing with rent to own rent to own is, is more of a long-term flip, right? So you're, you're buying a property and over the course of say, maybe three years, that property is no longer going to be in your possession potentially. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like rent to own in the beginning because I was a little bit nervous and scared of, of buying investment properties because you hear of all the horror stories, right? And I heard a lot of that when I was at the, at the bank, but like, don't do it. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're risking your, your, your money. These tenants are going to destroy your home. So one of the things with rent to home is that I focus on beautiful homes and beautiful neighborhoods. I, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. And then it also, I was getting good cash flow from them as well too. So it was getting me closer to being able to leave um, my job because, you know, I had enough money coming in just before I left that was going to cover my mortgage. And I didn't have enough money coming in that was going to put food on the table. <laughs> At least I knew, I told my wife, Hey, at least we're not going to lose the house. Um, <laughs> Got a place to live, just nothing to put in it. <laughs> yeah. But but then, so what happens now is, so those long-term flips, they they leave your portfolio. Um, and so now I had to focus on something else, which was creating long-term wealth. And now I wanted to keep some of these properties in my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So then I shifted and got into buying uh, properties where I was just going to hold them. Nice. Um, and not ever sell them. So then I, I did some single family homes, uh, kept them, uh, and I still have them in my portfolio. Um, but they didn't really provide a ton of cash flow, right? But they were, I was still kind of following that beautiful home, beautiful neighborhood type uh, type of model. Um, and the Durham market kind of started taking off, and not only just in Oshawa, but then in areas like Curtis and Bowmanville, where I was pretty big and, and kind of taking a lot of my investors out to. It got to the point where I was like, okay, well, where are we? How are we going to get cash flow? Because I don't like speculating, right? Uh, if the property doesn't cash flow, then I usually try to stay away from it. Um, and then um, I kind of got reintroduced again to buying single-family homes and converting to two units. Because that was originally the first model that I started with, um, and then shied away from it because I did have some tenant headaches. Um, but then once I really understood um, how to screen tenants and the type of properties that I wanted to get. I then got back into it, bought single family home, converted to a two unit, and then that then provided cash flow like the rent to own did, if not more. So um, you're doing like the side split uh, um, model yeah. there where you've got two Yeah, so you can side splits, back splits, you know, type of home you could use, um, like bungalows is a, is a popular one mm -hmm. where it would have the, uh, the, the separate entrance on the one side, right? So family can go downstairs and the family upstairs. Um, you know, there's a vertical split model as well, too, that you can do where you kind of cut the, half, the house in, in, in half, like the front and the back half, where both families get uh, an up and downstairs, essentially. So there's different ways of doing it, but really what it came down to was um, creating that additional cash flow um, and keeping those properties in my portfolio so that four or five years down the road, I can then turn around, um, go back to the bank, um, refinance it, and then pull money out of it to acquire more properties. Um, and That's and then, smart. sorry. That's smart. Right. So so you get to the stage now where you don't ever get rid of the homes because then you never have to pay taxes either, right? You let you let your kids deal with the taxes when you when you're 
long been gone. <laughs> are they are they aware that's going to happen to them? <laughs> oh, they, 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 listen, they're smart. They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they need help, they can come to Blackthorn here. <laughs> well, Gary, I was going through your book a little bit. Jeff gave it to me over the last couple of days. I was kind of going through it. Can you yes. explain um, in what are your top five things for retail or uh, rental properties? Top five things. Oh, okay. And you're, and you're grabbing it right from the book, man. I haven't read that book in like eight years. Um, <laughs> well, what are your top five things yeah, that so, you have to do? So, yeah. So, I mean, look, you know, uh, here, here are my top five things. I bet you it's probably different from that book because it probably may have changed a bit. But um, here's, here's one of the things I definitely look at is, um, uh, you know, job growth. Um, is, is job growth in that area going up or is it going down? Is it declining? Um, that's, that's number one. Um, another thing that I look for um, in, in, in is now, are we talking about just the house or in the area? House and area. House and area. Okay, so yeah, yeah. okay, so that's good. So I can do, yeah, so I can do a couple combinations here. Um, the other thing I'm always looking for is infrastructure. Infrastructure is huge. So what I mean by that um, is, you know, out in Durham region, uh, you know, they're doing the 407. And so one of the things that I've done now with my investors uh, over the last year and a bit as I moved them up to Peterborough. So I would say now 80, 90% of my business is in Peterborough. So I've been promoting uh, Peterborough from extensively for, for a year and a half now. And so the reason we, why, we because just get an four, insider tip there on yeah, Peterborough. Yeah, I heard Peterborough. <laughs> yeah. And well, that 407 now is going to connect to the 115. So that, so it's like, it's like another yeah. artery, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so when you start seeing infrastructure changes and, in, in, you know, close to a city or in the city, that's something that you definitely want to uh, to pay attention to. That's huge, you know. That it's like, uh, yeah, it's like having like a you know, growing like a fifth artery for your heart. It's fantastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> No, that's huge. And, and and for anybody that's watching right now or will be watching, you just got it right here first. Peterborough is the area that Gary loves. Well, uh, I was actually up in Peterborough, I think it was two weeks ago, up at a cottage up that way. And he's right. It's, it's growing. Blooming. It's growing. Yeah. yeah, I went up to 115, and there's a lot going on up there. That's cool. Well, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, the other thing, you know, now we can talk a little about the house too. So if I'm looking at a house, and, and, and this is more sometimes maybe for beginning investors, or it depends, right, where you are in the stage of investing, because some people just don't have an appetite for distressed property. So in the beginning, I was always taking a look at the three major things, roof, windows, uh, and, and the furnace. So were they in good condition? You know, the, that, that was one thing. But, uh, you know, as you get more advanced in real estate investing, those things may not be as important. You can actually knock the price of the home and get better deals if there's more distress. Um, so there's no right or wrong when it comes to that. It's just, you know, what's your comfort zone? You know, there isn't a right or wrong strategy. It's just a, a strategy that suits your lifestyle. Everything makes sense um, as long as it makes dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing that I'm looking for as well, too, um, in an area is um, population growth. Um, I don't know if I talked about that one yet, but, you know, is the population going up or down? Um, you know, if it's declining, that that's obviously an issue. So you want it to be going up and going in the right direction. Um, what's that? Is that four or five? That's four. That's four. You I'm got right one more. Whew, I do one more. One more. Um, and you and today and today's what I'm looking for is is a home. And that doesn't have to have it, but it definitely does help if it's got that separate entrance because now I can convert it uh, into a two unit. And I want to make sure that it's obviously got the height in the basement because then you're also going to go to the city uh, if you plan on, uh, on, on legalizing it and uh, make sure that you've got, uh, you know, two safe um, units for your, for your tenants. Very, Very cool. True. Very true. Um, another question that I had for you as well. Um, if a person is in a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, yeah. Is there something that you could do to help them out to get into a home? You know what? Um, so back when we first started doing rent to owns, um, you know, it was the the whole lending criteria was a lot different. So we were helping families that were in bankruptcy and consumer proposals um, and helping them with the rent to own because uh, you know after uh, they're in it and it gets discharged, then you can actually then um, get another property. Um, but today, if a, a family came to me and they were in a bankruptcy or, or a consumer proposal right now, uh, 
have to do rent to own is it, it, it's it's more difficult. Um, it, it, it really is. So we make sure that they're discharged before we actually even put them into the program. Um, now, if they're in a proposal, yeah, they, they, they can still get a mortgage, um, but they're going to pay, um, you know, probably a larger down payment, a minimum 20%, probably 25, 30%, maybe even more. Uh, and the interest rates are going to be higher. You know, you're going to be in that six, seven, eight, maybe even 10%, because there's always, there's private lenders out there as well too, right, that are willing to. Yeah, there are. Um, so, you know, it, it, really the question sometimes is, does it make sense? Because, uh, you know, I, I see people that are paying four or $5,000 a month just on the mortgage, not even talking about, uh, you know, ha putting food on the table, right? So. You know they can be helped but you know i guess it comes down to what cost yeah yeah definitely don't want to yeah. give up a kidney and an arm for it so. yeah as you're talking about uh ridiculously high mortgage payments um we have the thing called house poor happening in downtown toronto oh, are yeah. you uh bullish or bearish on uh, toronto's real estate market for the single family homes right now well you know why um Toronto's a world-class city. Um, you know, people aren't leaving Toronto, man. The, the, the people are they're dying to come here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's taken this dip. It took us a little dip last year. Um, you know, but uh, but not. I, I think it's going to continue to keep going. Um, I think they can't build houses fast enough for the people that want to come here. Yeah. You know, so it, it just comes down to a supply-demand type thing. That that's what you're seeing in Toronto. So yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm bullish. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I, uh, I, I, I may not personally agree on that one say, with some of the. Is this going to get a little messy in here, or <laughs> no, no, with some of the the indicators? I think we're going to see a bit of a correction. I don't think it's going to last long term. He's absolutely right about the world class mm -hmm. city. I mean, long term, there's no way that this city can be the price that it is currently. If you look at London, New York, Paris, anything like that, we're far, far undervalued comparatively. But. Uh, with yeah. the new mortgage and, rules and, and some, you know, we've seen a 300% increase in the uh, prime lending rate in Canada in the last year. There's there's a bit of a challenge coming for certain people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. But it won't, it won't be long term. I mean, it, real estate isn't a, a get in, get out kind of thing. So the, the buy and hold strategy, I think, is brilliant. Yeah, and, and I mean, it comes down to this as well, too. I mean, you know, when I'm looking at real estate, I'm not looking at it, you know, what's going to happen a year from now. It's more what's going to happen five, 10 years from now. So when you go in with that, that, uh, that, you know, the, the, the longer vision and where is it going to go? I mean, is prices going to be more expensive today than just 10 years from now? Oh, man. I'm, I'm damn bullish on that. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> that I'll hundred percent agree with. Yeah. <laughs> and, Here, Gary. And, the other thing is, and the other thing as well too, is that, uh, yeah, let me just finish this one here and then we'll go to the next question. If you, yeah. want, to, if you want to tell him to shut up, just tell him to well, shut up. No, no, no. no, 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 I, no, no, no we'll let him finish and then. No, I'm telling you, I'm I, telling Gary to tell you to shut up, Kirk. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you this. Hey, though. you know what? I'll take that. That's only two shots today so far. <laughs> but, but I will say this, though. Um, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen with the market in the future. And I'll, and I'll give you an example. Yeah. So last year, March, no, sorry, April, um, around April 18th, I bought an investment property. Um, what was that? I think it was like two days before that liberal, the liberal government made the announcement. Okay. So I teach real estate. I help people um, with real estate. I mentor people and I bought at the worst possible time, <laughs> the worst. You could not buy a property um, worse than I did. Maybe, maybe <laughs> oh, two, door, two more days, maybe. Yeah. But it was incredibly bad timing on my part. However, however, I, I bought it at a good price. Um, number one. And then number two, I was able to convert it to a two unit. And then that property today, cash flows close to $1,000 a month. Wow. So, so then now the question is, does it matter if the property goes up in value or down in value? Of course, I want it to go up in value. But here's a, here's a really good way. It's a great an, an, um, analogy or, or way of looking at an, a property. Okay, so um, appreciation. So if you're looking at it as a cake, appreciation is um, the icing on the cake. You don't really need it, that's just a sweet stuff. The cash flow is the cake itself because that is what changes your life on a month to month basis. Mm -hmm. Right? That's very cool. So, so, so when I'm looking at real estate, yeah, I want it to go up, but you know what I mean? It's not that, it's not what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on cash flow. That's very right? cool. Very true. 
and that would be why Peterborough then, yeah? Yeah, it would be by Peterborough. Right, and, and again, <laughs> and if you circle back to what I talked about earlier, that's when I started looking at population growth, infrastructure changes, um, job growth, you know, when you start putting vacancy rates, another important one, you know, how many people are looking for home? And uh, CMHC, uh, the CMHC website always has all that stuff listed, or at least uh, that's where I they get do. my information from, and it's uh, pretty up-to-date most of the time. They do, <laughs> they do, yeah. Um, I was, when I was actually up in Peterborough, I was meeting with a friend who has a couple rental properties, and he had a really, really bad tenant in his property that was just destroying it, and he got lawyers involved, and it was just turning into a big mess. Have you ever had a really bad renter, and how did you deal with it? Oh yeah, I had a really bad renter one time. Probably one of the Ooh. worst renters uh, you could, you can possibly ever have. Well, what uh, happened? Uh, <laughs> well, here's what happened. I didn't screen them properly, oh, so no. I know where I went wrong. I made a mistake, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote that one book there, right? Um, um, the Easy Guide there to tenant screening, because I, I like to take my mistakes and sharing with other people so that they don't go down that same path. But instead of using uh, this, I use this. So I was listening mm. to the sob story, um, and I got caught up in that. And, and my wife as well too. We got caught up in that sob story. Put them in there, and you know, it, and we knew after it was a whole gut check, and the gut check didn't feel right. And once we they were in there, it was a mess. Um, so they were there um, for for uh, a couple of years, uh, and then eventually um, they did leave, and they did a midnight run, um, and then they had I think I think they had like six kids in there, seven kids. Oh, wow. it was, it was, yeah, they, and they, they were making kids while they were in there, too. It was crazy. And, um, they were making so anyways, kids they while they were in there? You just said yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were making kids while they were in there. That's funny. So, uh, um, so anyway, so they did the midnight run. Um, I went there, checked on the property, and they it was just a mess. It was a complete disaster. Carpet was ripped off of the stairs. Um, they, they left all their garbage behind it just stunk in there so what had happened was i went into the bathroom to the bathroom on the main floor there as soon as i opened it up um i swear there was maybe about 20 30 flies in there oh um, because they, the water had been turned off on them for about two months oh wow so, oh, wow. so they were just going to the washroom in there and not being able to flush it, it was a disaster so oh my god yeah, so then I ended up getting a contractor, uh, and I still use them today. T-Rock, they're fantastic. And uh, they came in. They got two bins, two full bins of garbage from upstairs. And oh, made that's disgusting. How can somebody and, live in a place like that? Uh, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The garage, the backyard. It was a, it was a disaster, okay? Um, so anyways, this home cost me between twenty to 25000 It was about 22000 I think it was, to renovate. So I renovated it, went in there. Cleaned it all up, <laughs> new flooring, paint, everything. And it, it was when it was done, it was immaculate. It looked, it looked fantastic. I bought that home. I had that home for three years. I bought it for two thirty-four, two thirty-five, something like that. And then we sold it for three eighty. Nice. That's so right. not bad for a bad tenant situation. Yeah. You know, bad tenants suck. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, it it, it, it definitely. Uh, worked out in the end for us. Do you ever see the movie? Uh, speaking of bad tenants, I, kind of on the topic, um, Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton back no. in the day. Back no, I never, I never saw that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was uh, one of the movies that made me scared to ever have a tenant. Uh, Michael Keaton played a great. He was uh, the psycho guy and just destroyed the apartment. I mean, like cutting holes in the floor and stuff. Uh, I right. think that would be like the worst case scenario ever for a tenant. But it doesn't sound like yours is far off. Oh, um, it was it was horrific. It was. What, what uh, what's your screening process now to to make sure that doesn't happen? Wow, again? that was actually I mean, going to be my next question. So there goes that. Yeah, one. just because I'm. Yeah, that's a good question. So credit check, <laughs> I do credit checks. Um, but I, I, that's not the main reason why I would put a tenant in or not in. Um, I mean, I put tenants in that don't have the best credit. Um, what I'm looking for is do they have a stable income? Um, listen to their to their story. Um, and then I also want to see proof of that income. So I want to see pay stubs, I want to see job letters. Um, and then Darlene, my wife, she's a mortgage agent, so she's really good at being able to read the credit score and know whether or not have they, did they just have a one or two late payments or do they just regularly not pay people back ever? You know, so, mm -hmm. you're, so you're looking at those. Um, so, um, and then also, here's... No, looks like uh, you got another phone call. Maybe another call. phone call. 
so we can uh, we can talk to each other for just a moment. I'm not sure what he was going to Oh, I don't know. Some, something's happening something's with him. Oh, there he is. Oh, He's back. Is he He's back? back. <laughs> Hello? I don't know. Maybe got another All right, call. We've, we've completely frozen. Kirk, dance for us, would you? I don't think anybody wants to see that, especially <laughs> on Facebook Live. Um, you know what? Unfortunately, uh, Gary has, uh, has gone away from us. That's yeah. unfortunate. And uh, one of our cameras has died. This is the, the uh, loveliness of doing live Facebook on Thursdays. It's all right. We'll, uh, we'll make it the best we can. I guess so. I'm going to say thank you very much to our guest. I'm not sure what happened to him, unfortunately, but uh, time is pretty much up anyhow. I'm going to give true. him uh, we, so we don't. We can't play your stupid little game this oh, time. Oh, come on. I had a different um, game this time, too. So if, you, if you zoom out, you just get us both in that camera. And, and, and there you Yeah, hey. there we go. Oh, Sorry I, about that, guys. Oh, I hear oh, Gary. He's back. There he is. He's back. Right. I, was, I was just about to do your outro, but since you're back. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so where were we there? Now uh, you're sideways. Oh. Oh, am I sideways? Yeah. <laughs> That's a neat trick. How am I sideways? <laughs> I, I don't know. All of a sudden, your camera is sideways on us. There oh, there go. you go. You're back. All right. So let me do it like that. All right. <laughs> that was I, funny. I love live video. I know, right? All right. So, um, and, and here's here's a really good one to uh, for listeners to 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 use. Um, uh, I don't, so whatever their income is, so let's say they're making 80,000, I'll take that 80,000, I'll divide it by three, and then I divide it by 12. And then whatever that number is, that is what they can pay in rent. That's a good, that's that a good, is. Yeah, really good formula. And, and, and what that means is I don't want them spending more than one third of their income on rent. And ever since I've used that, right now today, I can't tell you the last time I had a late payment. It's, it's been a while. Really? No way. Yeah. yeah. That's right. that's super cool. And how about uh, um, you, you mentioned gut check? Uh, one of my mentors, George Ross, um, always said that if there's something you that 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 feels wrong, you just don't do it because yeah. you've had an experience in the past that is referencing whether you know what it is or not. Is there any uh, big indicators for you that that you shouldn't be working with them? Um, well, number one, if they talk and ramble a lot. Whew, that's that's a huge one. Because a lot of times they'll just sit there and talk about their lives and how how tough it is and um, you know how they're going to be great. And once they start talking, you're off for like 10, 15 minutes. That's usually has like it's just sometimes going in the wrong direction. That's not always, but that that's number one. Number two, um, I look at shoes. Believe it or not, shoes. That's shoes. so funny. I was oh. thinking the same thing. To be honest with you, that's so yeah. funny. I was reading. That's so um... funny. Oh, what is you it? Don't read. Frederick don't Eklund. lie to us. Frederick Eklund's book. He said the same thing. He's a real estate agent down in uh, New York City, and he said the same thing. Shoes. He looks at people's shoes. Why yeah. do you look at shoes, Gary? Why? Yeah. Um, I, I look at them because it, it shows, you know, whether or not they're looking after themselves in a whole. Shoes are, you know, look, I mean, I got shoes that are kind of beat up a little bit, but I mean, I just cleaned one of my shoes yesterday. You know, it's just a representation one? of who you are. You just cleaned one of your shoes? Was one of just them? Just one. Dirty. It was going out. I had to clean it up. Oh, no. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's uh, a huge thing for women, too. Uh, it's one of the first things that women look at on a man that they're interested in is, is what he's wearing on his feet. If it's open toes, they don't, you know, they don't, mm. women don't like Socks open and toes sandals. on men. Socks and sandals, yeah. Although yeah. that seems to be kind of normal for certain people with the flu. I don't, I don't get it. Socks and Burks. That's, oof. That's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, there. you know, I'm, I'm not just only looking at that. That's just a combination of everything, right? No, right, absolutely. But it, it is an indicator. I mean, you, you yeah. can only pick up uh, uh, clues about a person by the way they present themselves. And shoes is, yeah. is definitely, somebody's got a bad pair of shoes on. You know, they're not taking care of the rest of their stuff, you know? Yeah. And then. Also, too, another one is, you know, after they've looked at the home, how quickly do they get their application into me if they don't fill it out there on site? Or how quickly do they get their documentation over to me, like their pay stubs and job letters and all that? You know, yeah. if it's next day, you know, it shows that they're organized and they're on their own the ball. And right? then obviously you, yeah. you check their references and everything else. Right. Right. Yeah. But so before I get to the references, the other thing as well, too, here's another good one, is if I, I like to do open houses, so I don't just do single appointments. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, sometimes I'll get 10 people say they're going to come and only six people will show up. So those four, if they call me up the next day, or sometimes I'll even call them that evening and say, hey, you coming? Oh, no, sorry, I can't make it. You know, I was going to call you, but I didn't. Well, that's a good indication right there that, listen, if they can't even keep appointments, yeah. and I know things come up, but if they can't, don't even have the decency to even give you a call to let you know they're not going to show up, well, what do you think they're going to do with your rent money? Oh, that's a yeah. huge one for me. I don't like people being late, and I yeah. definitely don't like them not showing up. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, massive amount of respect, um, Gary. We're just about out of time here, but I wanna I wanna give uh, just due to yeah I know forty five uh, yeah. minutes goes fast when you're talking to the right people. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> you haven't thrown a single shot at Junior here. You got to make fun of him for something. Oh wow! <laughs> Are we get that's a new game. Make fun of Junior at the end of the show. One of you guys already have a shot to the eye, so it's okay. I'm gonna take a couple shots. Hey, there you go. All right, fair enough. Um, so I, I want to talk very quickly. Um, where can uh, people find more out about you? Um, so the best way that they can find out more about me is um, my website, which is smarthomechoice.ca. Um, so you can um, you can find out more about me there, my team, what we do, upcoming classes. Um, there's a free guide that you can download on on tenant screening, which I think is an important piece to real estate investing, and that's, that's one of the big reasons why people don't get into it because they're scared of tenants. Um, there's videos on there. There's blogs. We do webinars. There's so much stuff that you can find out on on that website there. So if you go there, www.smarthomechoice.ca, that's probably the best place to go. Yeah, it is, it is a great website. Uh, I, I love the model that you have there. Uh, teach everybody everything you can, and, and people will come back to you for and pay for the details, right? It is. It, it, you know what? And it comes back in an abundance. That's Let me tell you. You know, at first, uh, you know, it, you don't think it is going to, but I'm telling you, when it does, when that floodgates opens up, I mean, hey, I don't know whether or not you, you read the Bible, you read the Bible, you believe in it, but one of the things it says is, um, give and you shall receive and let me tell you the more you give the more you receive amen, amen. I, uh, I know you run a meet up out there in the, uh... and that's how, you, that's how you end an interview <laughs> <laughs> bible quotes I love it throwing it out there uh, and I know you do a ton of meetups. when's uh, the next one coming up you got a mastermind coming up this month I see yeah, we got one next Wednesday starting at 6 p.m. That's just like for the members uh, only. And then at 6.45, it's open to the public. So I've actually got Brad Appleby coming out from the uh, city of Peterborough. He's a planner there. So talking about the recent amendments of the bylaw that they've done, which is, um, I think, really good. So if you're thinking about investing in Peterborough, that's one you want to come out to. And then I also got a good friend of mine, Stephen Jones. He's going to be coming out talking about, uh, so he left his full-time job as well, too, Um about a year or two after I did and uh, he's done incredibly well he's teaching how to invest outside of Ontario um, so really really cool story nice I uh, I think I'm going to make the trip out there next Wednesday to come see you we did have an event that day but that's not happening anymore so I'm going to come out and say hi to you and Darlene because I haven't seen you in, in way too long um, you know one thing I, I, I forgot to ask this you mentioned you had a bunch of naysayers at the bank telling you not to invest you're going to lose all your money in real estate are those people still at the bank? <laughs> they are <laughs> <laughs> you touched on it before the big difference is taking action it's fine to be yeah. afraid it's fine to have the fear but uh, courage is simply feeling the fear and doing it anyways and uh, I think you are a a great example of that, Gary. I know you've changed uh, the way I think about life, uh, the way I think about money. Um, my life is very different from meeting you. Uh, I'm hoping that our, our viewers get some of that same, uh, um, uh, some of that rubs off on them. I guess that's the easiest way to yeah. say that. Uh, is there anything we missed that you want uh, folks to know about you before we sign off here? Yeah, I'm gonna say one last thing. Um, I, th I think this is important because when I do my fast start classes, and the way I started, I was always trying to figure out, because you hit it, like, you know, the, the one thing that people have a hard time with is taking the action. So here's how I start every single class. Um, I say, hey, look, the only reason, and the only reason why I'm standing here in front of you today is because I've just made a lot more mistakes than you have in real estate investing. That's the only reason. I'm not better than you. I'm not smarter than you. I've just made a lot more mistakes. That is brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant. There is no such thing as failure. There is only learning. Um, Gary, Gary Hibbert, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. Um, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on our show. Yeah. Uh, I will see you next Wednesday, Thanks. your uh, next mastermind at 6.45 p.m. Smarthomechoice.ca is Gary's website. Get his free book, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Smart Guide to Real Estate Tenant Screening Made Easy. Again, that's smarthomechoice.ca. Uh, Kirk, any final thoughts? Any thoughts at all? Because you get that blank look in your eyes again. Oh, do I? <laughs> I think that day cool is kind of wearing off. <laughs> um, give me your Sparks notes, quick 30 seconds for first time buyers, especially millennials. How we can they get signed them off? What do you do? Well, I just. Uh, See, no thoughts. No thoughts. All yeah. right, fine, fine. <laughs> We'll leave it at the We'll have them back Sorry. on. Dayquil is wearing off. Yeah. Have him back on. I'd love to yeah, come back on. It felt so short, short, but I'll more do it again. But... Yeah, no, Gary, yeah, thank no. you so much. Uh, anybody that wants to see us live, uh, Fabian, do we have that queued up first, or are we going to talk about, about Melanie first? Melanie first? All right, All right. so we're going to talk about next week's guest. I love uh, Melanie. Very good friend of mine, Miss Melanie Russo. Melanie is a family planning specialist. She specializes in... Um, uh, alternatives to registered education savings plans. Yes. A very interesting strategy. Uh, I've seen it myself. I'm not going to pretend I know all the numbers or understand it completely, and, and I don't have kids. I have cats. Uh, <laughs> but I know that Melanie is an expert. She's an incredible woman, and uh, she has all the details. We're going to get that out to you next week, live at 3 p.m. Uh, also, if you want to catch us live, uh, we have a couple ways you can do that. You go mm -hmm. to meetup.com forward slash and it was a forward, forward slash uh the meetup group is financial success evening there you go uh next week we have uh expert mortgage broker jonathan tilger joining us to talk about what's new in the lending uh, environment here in canada and uh what you can expect if you're refinancing or getting a new mortgage yep and uh of course we have upcoming our financial success summit october 13th it is a saturday Ooh. it's uh a heck of a day fabian get the promo up there come on Come on, come on Fabian. <laughs> oh, Fabian. All right, he doesn't have it coming up, but uh, Saturday, uh, October 13th, come out and join us. See us live for the Financial Success Summit. If you want to get tickets or uh, find out more about it, you can email, email my buddy guy. Kirk here, Captain Kirk, at kirk at blackthorn-group.com. Uh, once again, thank you very much to our guest, Gary Hibbert. Gary, you're absolutely amazing. You are an inspiration and uh, somebody who can really change a lot of lives and has changed a lot of lives, including my own. Uh, if you want uh, to grab our Pay Less oh, Tax book, you can go to paylesstaxbook.com and grab that. Otherwise, uh, signing off for Captain Kirk, myself, Jeff Eady, the president of Blackthorn Group. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week at 3 p.m. Cheers. All right, thanks guys, I really appreciate it.